0: This episode of Writing Excuses is brought to you by Audible. Visit audiblepodcast.com excuse to start your free trial membership.
1: This is Writing Excuses Season 6, Episode 12, Making Fun of Howard.
2: I mean, <laughs> <laughs> revising Howard's piece. Fifteen minutes—way too long. Because you're
0: in a hurry.
3: And Howard's not that smart. I I'm did Brandon. not see that coming. Um, okay. Uh, Brandon and Dan and Mary are
2: going to dissect this uh, manuscript that I actually don't have in front of me that I wrote when I was 22 years old, which yes was 21 years ago. So this is this. Is I have we've... half my life between that <laughs> manuscript and me right now, and I. Apparently,
3: I'm still not emotionally distanced enough from it to just let you start talking. <laughs> <laughs> this is something we've done before with Brandon's first novel and with my first novel. We're going to do it today with Howard's, with an eye specifically toward description that we talked about last week. Yep, so. we want to
1: see if we can make these descriptions do more than one thing. And he handily started his story with, um, let's see, two pages, three pages, four... Oh, no, wait. Nope, It was nope. nice
3: of him to... Uh, four. All right. yeah.
0: Five
1: pages. Okay. Six pages um, before we have any dialogue. Um, so we've got lots of description to work with here, and we're going to try and make it do multiple things for Howard. Mary, you're going to be reading this um, for us because Howard informed me you have a better reading voice
0: than I do. <laughs> well, I am a professional. Yeah,
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Oh, <laughs> sizzle. Uh. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, The wind rushed over Jones Bradley's skin at several hundred miles per second, which registered as something of an itch. Jones had been gas mining Jupiter for a full eight years now, and his neural augments, implants, and prosthesis had paid for themselves in the first two.
1: Okay, let's stop there. Let's just go ahead with these two sentences, all right? So, what do we do with this first sentence? The wind rushed over Jones Bradley's skin at several hundred miles per second, which registered as something of an itch.
3: Now, first of all, I want to say... Um, miles per second as a descriptive term immediately tells us that this is science fiction. Yeah. It's very effective in that way. Um, well...
0: Actually, kilometers per second would do it yes, even Yes, kilometers
1: per second would be much better. I suppose.
2: Um, no, I, I agree. And what would be even better than that would be for me to have gone in and figured out what the densities of Jupiter's atmosphere are like <laughs> at various altitudes so that I know whether or not that speed is going to burn up, uh... You know, conventional materials. There's, right. There's all sorts of science considerations in that first sentence. That
1: yeah. Let's let's step away from those because we're not talking about that specifically. Um, there is something really good happening in this sentence. Um, as a first sentence, it is inherently in conflict with itself. You say wind is coming at several hundred miles per second, and it's only an inch. Um, which you've got a, you've got a, a, a backtrack on us. You've got um, it, it's actually a nice first sentence. Um, except for the fact that it kind of glares at me um, because it registers as something of an itch. It's a little bit passive. Um,
0: yeah, this would be good if we were going to go into a comedy, but scanning forward, it does not look like it's a comedy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to not
1: I didn't read yeah. this as comedy, though. I'm, I'm going to sure be did, okay but... with this first line, personally. Um, I don't know that I would ask for heavier revisions on this, as long as the next line brings me full into, you know, this is kind of abstract. Oh, dear. Um, well, let's go well, into that next one. L- let, yeah. let
3: me say one thing before we leave this sentence. Uh, <laughs> the name Jones Bradley's, Jones Bradley, that's a first name as a last name and a last name as a first name, and I had to read it two or three times to figure out exactly what the guy's name was. Had, I, is,
2: to, had I this to do over, um, the name would be the first thing to go.
3: Well, there you go.
1: All right, so second sentence. Let's hear it again, Mary, and then we'll talk about
0: it. Jones had been gas mining Jupiter for a full eight years now, and his neural augments, implants, and prostheses, oh, goodness, had paid for themselves in a, the first two. I am a professional. Yes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right,
1: so at this point, we're going into concept. Yeah. Um, and I personally feel, as um, a reader, um, this is a weird enough situation he's in I need two or three more lines of description so that I know what he's doing. I mean, the wind is rushing over his skin. Where is he? Um, and this is actually this is, this is a common problem I notice in new writers' writing. You don't always have to start off with a big description of where someone is, but when
3: it's as unusual as this, I need some blocking early on. Well, see, and the, the reason that that's effective is because that's description of action rather right. than description of... of- right. Of right. Setting and so it it's a much stronger way to start a story. Um, now,
0: well, see, I would I would say that this could actually be doing a lot more than it is. Yeah, let's talk oh, about making it do more. Yes,
1: let's make this sentence do more.
0: I mean, one of the things that it's not doing is it's not telling us anything about how he feels about where he is right now, and it could, um, you know, gas mining Jupiter, e- even over an eight year span, hadn't yeah. gotten him used to that itch.
1: Right. Or still mining gases on Jupiter, if you just that one word mm-hmm. makes him seem weary of it, or if instead he's loving the fact that he's on Jupiter away from his ex-wife. Um, like, can we embed that with a few words into in, the yeah. sentence? In,
2: in terms of where the character is headed, mm-hmm. um, he, is, he is comfortable with the situation. He's making really good money. And I would think that the you know this is me going back and right. revising. Um, I would think that the reason he still registers the itch is that it lets him know that he's he's pushing his his new ship within tolerances but right to the edge, mm-hmm. and that feels like money. He's in a ship. He's in a ship. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so... There's. A, <laughs> and and that, you get that skin. you get that about you get that about two how paragraphs the, how later. How is it
1: rushing on his skin? It, it, it's, it's the ship's skin. skin. It's yeah. the
2: augments. That all gets described oh. two paragraphs further down. Right. Oh, wow. Way I thought this dude was late. like
3: windsurfing. Yeah. Something. Okay. See. Okay. Yeah. See
2: how much trouble it's in.
3: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> it needs to be. It, it totally needs to be turned inside out. Right. Uh, in uh, for the for the blocking to work. Okay. Um, um, but why don't we skip the
1: several paragraphs of. Um, uh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you're reading oh it ahead. Oh dear. Let's skip I feel full. Next, um, let's skip the next paragraph and go um, with a th- with a thought. Okay.
0: With a thought, Jones reached out with giant arms of magnetic fields and greedily scooped ammonia, funneling and decharging it as he stuffed it back into receptacle two. Okay. I feel full.
3: Almost. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay. see, there, there, I think that there's a, a big conflict that a lot of authors struggle with there, which is, on the one hand, you want to say, this is very normal for him to think of the ship as his own body. Yes. And that says something cool about the setting. But on the other hand, you still need to communicate it to a reader who doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. Um, and uh, this is, I mean, on the one hand, your instincts were good. To make it
2: feel natural but it's disorienting it's hugely disorienting it is hugely disorienting and like i said if i had it to do over uh, i think i would need to turn it inside out and say or or you know front to back and say Mm -hmm. he's in a ship and then start telling you and the ship's hull feels like his skin and the electromagnetic fields feel like arms and the holds feel like his belly and yeah and that that would need to be right at the start.
1: Um, but
0: you could do that in the existing first line. Yes.
2: Yeah,
1: you really could.
0: The wind rushed over Jones Bradley's ship at several hundred miles per second, which registered as something of it, uh, at, which registered on his skin as something of an inch. Or registered I mean, to badly. his
1: enhanced mind yeah. as an inch upon, as if the metal were his skin. Yeah. Um, that that right there is a better first line because we retain a lot of the inherent conflict. But we're setting us in what's going on um, as well.
3: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price.
1: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We need to stop for our Book of the Week. Mary, you have our Book of the Week this week.
0: I would like to recommend Mary Doria Russell's The Sparrow, which is a wonderful science fiction novel. In particular, the way she handles description she's dealing with... A lot of different character POVs and different voices for each of those characters and the way, they, uh, the way they interact with the environment tells you a lot about them from the description.
2: Okay. You can pick that up at uh, audiblepodcast.com slash excuse. Um, uh, start a 14-day free trial membership. Get yourself a free copy of The Sparrow by Mary Doria Russell, narrated by David Calacci and uh, help support the podcast so we can keep flying mary out here to utah and having having great fun where we make fun of howard
1: (laughs) yay yes more of that please um uh, let's get back to this i want to we're not really making fun of you it's more like lovingly ripping you to shreds um (laughs) i one thing we talked about yes i know and the last podcast was tone um, and the descriptions are not working. You know, could work harder on giving us tone. Oh yeah, there's
2: there's very little there's very little yep. tone.
1: Um, but I, I want to look at these sentences. I mean, two of these sentences we've read. The one about you know both of him gas mining. The one where he reaches out. I love the idea of he reaches out with his arms mm-hmm. and scoops in the ammonia. There's almost a a kind of loving mother reaching for her children sort of um, instinct here going on.
2: I don't know if that's the right tone. Um, That's actually I, I I like that a lot because he later reaches out with the arms as weapons, and okay. so the contrast would be very useful.
1: Um, you could work a very interesting contrast here as well then because he's sitting in the ship, and is this ship being rocked by these winds? Is this ship being buffeted and things like this? Compared to him feeling the ship, and you know these winds shaking him, like what is the tone? How is the contrast? Jupiter is a storm. We think of Jupiter as a massive, powerful storm. That's got to be part of our tone. Somehow, hmm. you've got to be working that in to what's going on here. And either he sees it, the winds as playful children that shake him, and then he you know, scoops or things he out of it. Or finds
3: it thrilling to work in this yes. environment, which is why
1: he's still here, or um, something like that. We, we need a sense of tone, of, yeah. of you know, danger, or playfulness, or something. Um, let's read another one. Um, let's see. Why don't we skip? Um, wow. Okay, this is all setting.
2: Um, yeah, there's an awful lot of setting yeah, there at the beginning. Um, wow. Bad, Howard.
1: No okay, biscuit. three silver spots on the horizon. Do you see that one, yep. Mary?
0: Three silver spots on the horizon called immediate attention to themselves when they began charging high-energy particle coils, an action that showed very clearly on Jones's field strength sensors.
1: Okay, So how can we make this sentence do multiple things?
3: Well, first of all, I assume from reading ahead that uh, this is weapons being charged and that this puts him in danger, and yet it's an incredibly distanced and clinical way of describing there are three ships charging weapons on me." So I would add some sense of danger to this description. And one of the
2: reasons—and here here I am defending uh, it—he's never been in a fight. Okay. He's not in an environment where he is expecting—he's never seen a warship. No, that's Mm -hmm. good information
1: for us to get. At that point, we don't need that sense of threat. We maybe want to continue this sense of playfulness. Oh, something new. Every day on Jupiter, brings yeah. something new. Well, see.
3: And in that, sen- in that, we need a sense of curiosity. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: it, the next sentence is, is that they, these particle accelerators, I'm paraphrasing, but only have he, he recognizes that they're only good for punching holes in things. And right. then he dives and runs.
1: Right. Though I, st- I still think this sentence, just hearing what he said, might work
0: better as, what
1: is that? And yeah. then his sensors beep. And he's pulled out of being this fun child, swinging through the winds, and suddenly he's a man in a ship again. And on this flashing screen is, warning, weapons charged, pointed at us. And he goes into panic mode. And so you can have this whimsical, you know, of course you have to cut this whimsical first three pages (laughs) into a whimsical two paragraphs. Yeah. Um, And then we have a really sharp contrast, which will work great for this story Mm pacing-wise because of this kind of leisurely beginning where we're getting used to this idea of a man with, you know, a ship that mm-hmm. has arms and then boom, we're back in the cockpit um, and he's lost his fun and now there's danger and threat. And we can shift tones really dramatically with the word choice there.
0: I completely agree with that.
1: Um, one thing we're not getting here also, and let's let's just back up, is we we're not getting individual personality from him. And this no. is a different way to go with the paragraphs I just described. You probably wouldn't want to put very much of that in. But, you know, we're, we're doing this to illustrate. Another way to take this would be to work into him quirks of who he is. Mm-hmm. What makes him him? What makes him tick? What is he interested in? What are his hobbies? That's yeah. And the thing. reason
2: those things are missing is because when I wrote <laughs> this, I did not know any of that. Mm-hmm. This was a character who was mm-hmm. being defined by... The circumstances into which he was thrust, which we haven't really seen yet, you know, the, the, the character development that I had in mind right. for him. We, yeah, it, well, it the, never the good
3: happens. news is that kind of stuff would be easy to add. I mean, yeah. one of the first yeah. things we get is he's been mining Jupiter for eight years. He's paid off his augments. Talking about why he's still here. Does he enjoy his job? Does he hate his job? What is he saving money for? All of yeah. those kinds of things would be very simple. You know, but I those are all
2: in- those are all presented as backstory, mm-hmm. which. I abhor.
1: Um, <laughs> right, but here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could work these augments. The way I might go with this is say, you know, make the augments do more than one thing. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. bought augments that somehow reflect his personality as well as his job. He's got an augment that lets mm-hmm. him play chess with somebody back on Venus, um, and he's playing okay. chess while he's doing this. Or he's bought an augment that, you know, allows him to make music by, you know, tapping his fingers or something like this. Yes. Yeah. so that we start to build a personality into a plot device.
0: Right. Absolutely. The other thing that's going on um, in these sentences is you're doing a lot of uh, reported sensations. Or yes. Report Like, uh, called immediate attention to themselves. Yep. Uh, showed very clearly, and then back on that first one, registered as. Yep. Um, and you can, you can get away from those by, um, you know, things like, uh, on Jones's field strength monitors, uh, three silver spots popped up.
1: Yeah, or even better, probably you want to put the f- three silver spots popped up first, so that you don't have a, a reversal of um, of subject. Um...
0: Well, yes. Although in theory, the when you're you're looking at the order of importance of something. Um, the reader tends to remember the last thing you report first as the as the strongest. So
1: yeah, that is true. That is um, that you is. Can, Jones, you can...
2: Jones looked at his monitors, suddenly curious at the three spots. That there you appeared. go. That that
1: way we're, we're not, we we won't have such clunky prepositions. Um, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Um, either way, we need to um, be tying up this podcast. Um, Howard, thank you for uh, letting us uh, so dig <laughs> this into this. Um, we should really let you post this whole thing. For people in the oh, liner notes, and then our yeah. writing prompt can be, uh, start with his concept and write your own story. Nice. Very good. All right. This has been Writing Excuses. You're out of excuses. Now go write.
0: If you aren't familiar with Locus Magazine, they're a long-standing and respected website, magazine, archive, and resource for science fiction, fantasy, and horror. Basically, they're the industry magazine for our genre.